Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's a zero by the yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, in reference to the Grizzlies' ongoing spot on, in the win column. Yeah, it's the Grizzlies and Houston. You were there last night, I gather. You have a piece up at the Daily Memphian. I have just now tweeted it out, but I think it went up this morning, so I've been on the air and haven't read it. I'm sort of scanning it, but uh, let's take last night. What was the story of last night? They just didn't have the firepower to keep up with Dallas. You know, as long as Luka's on the floor surrounded by shooters, Dallas has an elite offense this year, and they were really humming last night. The shooting was really sort of um, um, nettlesome, I guess. Like Derek Jones, who's who's a career 30% three-point shooter, drilled four. Like this guy can't even shoot, and he's like knocking down shots. And so Dallas just had their three-point shots falling, and the Grizzlies just could not keep up. I mean, even Dallas is a bad defense, and that helped Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson and Marcus Smart all have really good games offensively, but they could get no help. And the Grizzlies just did not have the team-wide firepower to keep up with Dallas's offense, and that's sort of the story last night. I feel like last night is the most disappointing of the four losses. You're at home with some rest, some desperation. There's no Kyrie. And so that was pretty that was pretty bad. I feel like today is maybe the low water mark of the season. Uh, you know, we'll see. I'm not saying they're going to necessarily win. But yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win Wednesday at Utah, right. but I don't think they're going to go winless on the road trip. And so I, I, I think, you know, I, I, there's no guarantee about what's going to happen with the season. But, like, you know, where they are in the standings league-wide, I think this is probably about the low water mark. Um. Well, that would explain uh, – I don't know if you went to the press conference or saw the press conference, but uh, – No, when I, when I decided I wasn't going to write a game right. column, I, I ditched out early. Well, Drew Hill asked a perfectly, you know, whatever, uh, reasonable question about you, you, you get you, a couple of these games, you've made a run, but you're not able to get over the hump or something to that effect. And Taylor Jenkins kind of snapped at him and basically said – and they snapped at him. He said, I got to be better, but in a, in a way that was – clearly frustration or something like and then and then Vernon speculated that what he was frustrated with was the defense that there were a lot of wide open threes that it wasn't just Dallas got hot Luca's ridiculous but that it was a not particularly inspired defensive performance I don't know we can't, I mean, I mean yeah. there may be something to that in that game but but in the context of the season, season. through four games the problem is the offense right the first, you know, they're 26th on offense and 15th on defense. The problem is that they can't score enough to keep up, especially with decent offenses. And that's, that, that is their inherent problem. Uh, before I get to, to that problem, by the way, you weren't particularly convinced by what Dallas did this offseason. Having seen him with your eyeballs, what do you think? Um, to have a top 10 offense, I think there's the chance they could have a bottom 10 defense. Um. And so, you know, who could, who knows? I mean, it's possible. If, I think if Luca plays 70-plus games, I, I don't put, you know, they could finish second, third, fourth in the West. I think just about anybody could finish second, third, fourth in the West 
among, you know, 10 or 11 teams. Um, but I don't have a lot of faith in the Kyrie stuff. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in their defense. But Luka's great. And they have, they've surrounded Luka with a bunch of three-point shooters. And you put shooters around Luka, like, good luck. All right. In terms of the Grizzlies' um, offensive performance, how much does the addition – it's going to be a while before we get job back. Adding Bismack Biembo doesn't do anything to fix the offense. How much does, uh, you know, the return of Santi and Kennard uh, fix it? I think it helps a lot, assuming like you get, you know, normal Luke Kennard and not preseason game one Luke Kennard. Right. You get career, career normal Luke Kennard. There's just, there's not enough places for the ball to go. And that's why you look at last night and, and Xavier Tillman goes three for 14 in a game. Um, he's not supposed to go to that. He's not good enough to go three for 14 in a game. Like if you're missing that much, you shouldn't shoot right. that much. That's not a commentary on him. It's a 24 second shot clock game and the ball's got to go somewhere. And so I think, you know, Kennard and Aldama are going to give them, are going to pull more minutes and more touches away from lesser players. You know, I, I think you look at last night and they already, I mean, they, they adjusted it down to the point that they didn't play LaRavia in the second half. Um, so, like, they're adjusting with what they have. You know, they scaled back on Derrick Rose. They scaled out on LaRavia. And, but they just have nowhere else to go. And so I think Aldama and Kennard give them places to go. They're both good offensive players, and I think that's actually going to help quite a bit. Um, LaRavia is not looking promising, is it? Like, I don't know when you, you know, when you declare. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, Zaire Williams was a disaster year two, right? right. And so we'll see. I mean, there's four games into, into year two is not a final judgment period for a rookie, but he hasn't given you any, or for, for a young player. But he hasn't given anything to hang your hat on. And so I think, you know, it, it's not a close the book, at least, you know, not from a distance. I mean, if right. they wanted to deal him or whatever, that's fine. But it's not a close the book on him. But it's a, there's no reason to believe it until it happens. So, you know, we'll see. If they reach the point where, I mean, they, they can't afford to just sort of to, to give minutes that aren't, you know, you, you can try to earn your way back in over time, but they can't afford to just be given him minutes. And then, in fact, did that happen in the second half? So I think, you know, he, he could be out of the rotation the next game, even if Aldama's not back. But once Aldama's back, I, I don't think you're going to see him for a little bit. Uh, what do you think of Zaire? I mean, he was okay. Uh, you know, it just wasn't – Zaire's generally been pretty decent. The problem is just that, you know, in the absence of Kennard and Aldama, that pushes him up the rungs to be like, you know, you need him to be your fourth option instead of your seventh option. So I, I think, you know, Zaire's generally been okay. It's generally followed up on his promising preseason, but he's just not the answer for what you need offensively. And 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 Tillman and Roddy are, I think, as you comment, skinning this column, like they are they are useful players in a rotation, right? Just not in the roles that they have in their rotation. Like those seem like they are useful hits that they've they've discovered. Yeah, no, I think Tillman is likely to be your starting center for the season. Uh, I think Roddy is likely to stay in the rotation even after guys come back. But Tillman can't go 3 of 14. You know, I, I like Roddy as a power forward when he's playing next to Jaron because you have someone to protect the rim. When he's playing next to Tillman, you just got two guys who can't protect the rim. And, like, it's, it's sort of like, you know, layup line time for the other team. And so it's just a case of, of, of I think, pretty good players being forced into roles larger than their talents at 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In terms of Tillman, uh, obviously he can't shoot that much and miss that many. I think five of them were threes. Oh, a five from three. Um, yeah, a lot of people are mad about him shooting threes. I, he, he was over 40% from three before he went over five. Right, exactly. He's, he's actually, I think, four of 15, which is not worse than... <laughs> Not worse than Jake LaRavey or Zaire Williams, I suspect, right? I mean, you know. He, he, he shoot, went, yeah. he's, shooting, he's, shoot, he's shooting better from three this season than Derrick Rose is from two. <laughs> right. Someone's you know, got to shoot, right? Someone's got to shoot. Uh, that's the problem. Tell me, tell me, uh-huh. I, I've said this before, and him going 0 for 5 doesn't, you know, that yeah. one game doesn't change it. Tillman needs to develop that part of his game until you determine that you can't develop it. And I don't think we're anywhere close to that point with him. Again, him going over five is is a consequence of the offense not having places to go. Um, all right, in the piece, you do uh, well. You take up the the topic of Bismack Biombo. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. Any other particular insight? But he's a rim protector, decent rebounder, can't score, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I think he'll help. I, I I really don't say anything in the piece differently than I said on right. the radio yesterday, but. I just wrote it, um, but he'll. I think he will pretty quickly move into the rotation as your backup center. I don't think he. I've heard some people say, you know, they need him to help Jaron. Maybe they'll play him with Jaron some, but I don't think he's there to be Stephen Adams for Jaron. I think he's there to give you someone who can give you some defensive presence at the rim when Jaron's not on the floor. I think is more what he's going to be there for. Um, and then you do take up the question of trade candidates, and in particular, Robert Williams. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are going to see him twice this weekend when they go to Portland, so that's sort of, uh-huh. you know, I'm playing around with different column gimmicks that I do in the weekly column this year, so it's sort of a thing to watch in the games this week. You know, I think that's a guy a lot of people want. It does make some sense. I think the questions, is, which I get into, is hey, what does it really cost to get him? Probably more than people think if you're a Grizzlies fan. And then B, what are the real health? What's the real health prognosis for him? Obviously, he's more likely to play for you now than Brandon Clark or Stephen Adams, but he's under contract for two more years. Brandon Clark's under contract for three more years. Stephen Adams is under contract for one more year. I want. I would wonder if the Grizzlies think Robert Williams is more likely to play next season than Brandon Clark or, or, or Stephen Adams, given that he's he's played more than fifty games like once in his career. Right. So some of that is just literally, you know, assessing the medicals, which you and I can't do. We can look back at how many games he's played, but uh, presumably anything would be uh, assessing the medicals. Um, what's the kind of package you would have to assemble for a Robert Williams, possibly, theoretically? That's, that, that's the question. I, I think, you know, does one of your two injured centers and a first-round pick get it done? Or is, or is the, the value so negative on your two injured players that you have to pay to get to get to to, to have the other team take right. the contract and then pay again to get the player? So, like, are you going to 
send Stephen Adams and two first round picks for a guy you're not sure is going to play for you that much. Right. You know that's kind of the, that's kind of the question. You would be sending one first round pick for Robert Williams and another for taking Stephen Adams off your hands. That's your two first round picks. And you I mean, get a, maybe yeah, again, I, I don't, I don't yes. know, but that's the kind of thing you have to consider. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, it is interesting. Like I, I do wonder if how the season evolves will you know, either create more or less urgency to go out and make that deal. Like, what do they look like once they've added Biombo and once they're healthier? Uh, what do they add look like with Ja? At some point, if the season looks like a lost season, the, the, the pick that you would trade starts to have more value. So, Yeah, I, I think in the absence of an unexpectedly good opportunity, right. you have to give this time and get Morant back and see what he looks like and see what your team looks like and make it make it a, that kind of decision later in the season. Uh, so what do you think of the Harden deal? James Harden traded to the Clippers. I wonder how much Harden will help the Clippers. The Clippers are playing really well to start the season. That's another guy who needs the ball to go with Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Trey Mann and Norman Powell. And, like, I, I just – I don't. I wonder about about James Harden's contribution to team chemistry, like on and off the court in any city, basically. And I wonder about the fit on that team from just a pure fantasy basketball stacking talent. That was a good deal for the Clippers. They didn't give up much, but I just wonder about the functionality of it. We'll we'll find out. And in terms of the Sixers, I do think it becomes more palatable. I mean, a there there was no alternative at some point. He's doing what he does. He was being unpleasant and difficult and whatever else. But Tyrese Maxey playing as brilliantly as he has to start the season, I mean, I, the, the fear is that Joel Embiid will want out at some point, right? But if, if Maxey right. is playing this fabulously, um, and now maybe you can bundle some of these picks that you've gotten and bolster, I don't know. What do you think of it from the Sixers' perspective? Well, and they're set up to have Max Catherine in the summer. And so if it ends up being we're waiting until next summer to try to add, a, you know, a third quote-unquote star to go with Maxie and Embiid, does Embiid have the patience to wait that long? Should you have the patience with Embiid that long, given, given his age and health history and, you know, the idea of the wear and tear on a guy that big? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension there. There's a lot of expectation there. They're also good. Like, it's good to be good as we, as we watch our 0-4 <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. And, like, you know, you have Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey on your basketball team with, like, you know, good role players like Tobias Harris and the Anthony Mountain yeah. and whatever. Like, that, that's a good team. It's good to be good. Uh, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington. You can read his piece uh, with no wind. There's no wind in the actual piece.